Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and I am so excited that you are taking time from your busy OT life to join us today. Before we dive into the article we're going to review, I want to begin with two things. First is just gratitude. Thank you so much for your tremendous response to the first podcast, for the messages that you sent, and for those of you that left reviews. It is... um, quite the thing to send something into the universe and sometimes you don't really get feedback when you do that so I really appreciate the time that you guys took to let me know what you thought. The second thing I wanted to kind of open with today was to just give you a little background on where these influential OT related articles come from. As we talked about in the first podcast, there is a growth of medical knowledge right now that is pretty mind-blowing and pretty impossible to keep up with. So what I really wanted to do was find a way to highlight the most important topics and the most important journal articles that OT practitioners need to be keeping up with. To do this, I worked with a medical humanities librarian. And she decided that as a way to kind of measure influence that we would look at the number of times articles are cited by other articles. As you might know, journals are given impact factors, which are calculated according to the average number of times an article is cited in a given year. For example, the New England Journal of Medicine has an impact factor of 79, which means that the average article in that journal is cited 79 times in a given year. By comparison, the American Journal of Occupational Therapy has an impact factor of 1.4. So a given article in AJOT will be cited about one time in a given year. So the number of citations is something that is commonly looked at to rank influence. And we decided to kind of take that method and apply it to journal articles that mention occupational therapy. Uh, And we decided to look at the past five years, which might seem like kind of a long time given how much research comes out each year. But on the other hand, research can be really slow to be implemented. It usually takes about seven years for when something gets published to actually get to practice. So if we're looking at the last five years, we are really accelerating the process of when it is getting to your ears and hopefully into your clinics. The article that we have today, which is about stem cells and stroke, is kind of the perfect example of this um, method of looking for research articles working. This article was cited 74 times in the past five years and has been influential in kind of guiding the direction that cell-based therapy and stroke is taking. There's been lots of little articles out there that honestly we just don't have time to look at each one, but looking at this article really gives us an idea of where this research is going. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's article. This week's article is Stem Cells as an Emerging Paradigm in Stroke, number three, colon, Enhancing the Development of Clinical Trials. And this will be our article of the week for April 1st through 
April 7th for those of you that are in the OT Potential Club to go ahead um, and comment on this article. This article appeared in the Journal of Stroke in 2014 and on our list of the 50 most influential OT articles, this ranks number three. So when I first looked at this title, I was worried that this article might be a little too futuristic to help the average OT practitioner. But this relatively short special report is a must read for anyone who works with stroke survivors or clients with neurological conditions. Now I'll admit that the basic premise of this article does feel a little sci-fi to me, a little futuristic, but I hope that you will hang in with me to get to the ways that this applies to occupational therapy. So basically this article is part of a larger effort to explore whether introducing neural cells or stem cells into the brain after an injury will essentially reactivate the injured part of the brain to establish lost connections. This article is not a clinical study, but instead it's a compilation of recommendations for clinical testing around this topic. Uh, the reason that it has such a funky name, stem cells as an emerging paradigm in stroke three, is because there have been two previous versions of these guidelines that were first started in the 2000s when the FDA and the National Institute of Health and other leading experts in the field got together and decided that this growing field needed some guidelines for uh, the research that was going to be happening moving forward. The research began in animal models and we're really just getting to the point at these guidelines where it's starting to go into clinical trials where they're starting to test injecting cells into patients' brains. And the first versions of these tests are just seeing whether or not that is safe. They're not even looking at whether that actually works. They're just making sure that there are not adverse reactions for these stroke patients. One thing I want to clarify real quick is I'm using the term cell-based therapies and throwing around this term stem cells and neural cells and this is a very complex topic that people spend their whole careers trying to understand but I think what we need to know is actually most of the cells that are being injected at this point are cells that are for example from a patient's own bone marrow or from an umbilical cord and not the embryonic stem cells that you think of as having lots of controversy surrounding them. So where does OT fit into this journal article? Occupational therapy comes in in two ways. The first being that research seems to be suggesting that cell-based therapies are most effective when they are coupled with physical rehab. The theory behind this is that the cell-based therapy kind of reactivates the brain's neuroplasticity, but that you need physical rehab to actually forge new neural pathways and improve function. Of course, the question that we have seen in other articles comes up here. Which type of therapy and how much of it is effective for these stroke patients? And that is just still a big unknown and research like this is just another reason that there's really this push to understand what dose of therapy is effective for our patients not only to help our patients but so it can be coupled with other studies like this in a standardized way 
The second way occupational therapy comes up is this. Cell-based therapy may offer new hope for clients who have plateaued in their recovery even after receiving months of OT and PT. This article refers to this stagnant state as the chronic stroke phase. The definition it suggests for chronic stroke is a stroke that recovered at least six months ago and the patient has spent at least two months without significant changes in deficits. These are patients who would typically be falling off our therapy caseloads because they're just not seeing any benefit from our therapy alone. But this cell-based therapy gives glimmers into a future where even after therapy has plateaued on its own, that cell-based therapy coupled with that might give our patients new hope at recovering even more function. So just something that I think is really good to keep on our radar. Uh, We're learning so much about neuroplasticity and the way that the brains can continue to change and that there is research going on to jumpstart that even more. Okay, those are the main things that I really wanted to highlight from this article. I think it is a really great read for occupational therapists working with stroke and neuro disorders. The report is only about four pages, and I definitely encourage you to pick it up just to understand the direction where this research is going. In the next five years to the next decade, I definitely see this really impacting our practices in tangible ways. Okay, that's all that I have for you on this article. I hope that it was helpful. I know it was nerdy, and I know that there's still a lot that you could learn about this topic, but hopefully that kind of gives you an overview of where the research is going. In the OT Potential Club this week, I also provide information on the assessments that they recommend being used in research, many of them that will be familiar to you as OTs. We also have a place for you to discuss the article. You can ask your own questions and if you have any experience with this topic to go ahead and share it with us. To celebrate the most liked comment in our forum, I send $100 to the person who made the comment. So head on over to the club to get started. You can sign in or sign up at otpotential.com. If being in the club isn't your thing, that's okay. You can always just subscribe to this podcast and hopefully you tune in next week. Thank you again for all your support in creating this podcast and I hope that it helps you give great care this week.